This is the Clonmel Podcast with Mark Whelan. Hello, it's Mark here and welcome to episode 48 of the Clonmel Podcast for this bank holiday weekend. It's Friday, the 30th of July. So how was your week? Great news for Clonmel as Abbott announced a 37.8 million euro investment in its cardiovascular research and development centre and its vascular devices site in town, which is also very hard to say, but that's good news, isn't it? Indoor Hospitality opened their doors this week, which was great to see. Hope it all went well for you guys. Big change in the weather, lot cooler. On the plus side, we can now sleep at night time again. Oh, how I miss that sleep, don't know about you. Now, rumour has it the heatwave is set to come back. According to Mitt Aaron, they gave a date on August the 11th. Hang on, what day is that then? Oh, that's a uh, Wednesday. Wednesday, August the 11th, according to Mitt Aaron. That is when the heatwave will return. We shall see. We also got dates for this year's busking festival in town. Yes, it's happening this year. The dates are the 27th, 28th and 29th of August. I'll have more details on this on later podcasts. And congratulations to Nicola and Chris Guilfoyle in town, who've been named Slimming World's Couple of the Year 2021. They lost an amazing 17 stone, 9 pounds between them. And they look fantastic. Well done to you both. All right, so what's coming up this week on the Clonmel Podcast? I speak to Seamus O'Doherty from Hillview Sports Club. Hotel Manila announced summer concerts. The Clonmel Community Soup Kitchen's replacement van appeal. Hypnotherapy now available at Nador Wellness Centre. Tipperary Clonmel Community Pride want you to get involved this year. Flying ants, more jobs and lots more all coming up on this week's podcast. The Clonmel Podcast. But first, music on the mountain at Clonacody House just outside Clonmel are having a live music weekend. I caught up with Mia Carney, Erin Dennehy and owner of Clonacody House, Helen Brennan, to find out more. I've come to the gorgeous Clonacody House just outside Clonmel and I'm joined by Mia Carney. Mia, welcome to the Clonmel Podcast. Hello, thank you very much for asking me to come along. This is brilliant. Thank you. So... Why are we here today? Tell us, there's some exciting news for people around Clonmel and surrounding areas. Oh, there is. We've had a very, very quiet year when it comes to music. So we're trying to change all that. And I know there's a lot of other people trying to change all that and it's just fantastic. But we have the enigmatic and fantastic Robert Power, um, who's Carrick on Shore based and, well, Dublin based now, but he's coming to play with his 10 piece band on the 14th of August for us. And then we have Mary Coughlin coming on Sunday night. So yeah, it was just, it, it's just a fantastic opportunity to get these two gigs at this venue. Here at Clonacody House. Yeah, now know. we're out the back and am I right in saying we're looking towards the venue itself where it's all oh, gonna happen. Yeah, this yeah. musical feast weekend. That's it, yeah, we have, at the moment, we're looking at the most beautiful, beautiful shades of gold. We've got golden fields that have just been harvested in front of us, and then this gorgeous grassy bank. Um, I mean, I don't know how size-wise, it's about, about an acre that's just of garden in front of us. And we're going to have a fantastic, huge marquee, um, picnic benches, tables. We have a grassy bank area. People can bring their blankets spread out, you know, just chill, enjoy the, uh, the atmosphere, all these beautiful trees, which you can probably hear in the podcast in this wind. And um, yeah, so it's a gorgeous venue it's you can see the Comer mountains there in the distance um obviously all the swallows hopefully they'll bugger off for the 
<laughs> for the gigs because they can be bold and um, but yeah it's the most fantastic venue yeah it is beautiful now fully COVID-19 compliance oh all the business bells and whistles yeah. how many people are allowed to attend um, well we're going to keep the numbers very very limited and that's why we're saying to people if you if you want to come here it is a ticketed only event because um, we have to do the whole COVID thing of names, telephone numbers, you know, shoe size. You know, we, we, need, we need all the information, I'm afraid. I mean, I know it sounds a bit invasive, but for us to be able to do this, that's what we need to do. So we're going to keep the limits to probably about 150 um, tickets. Are, we're, we're, we're getting up to the, you know, the, the three-digit figures now with sales. So I would encourage anybody, if you want to come up here, and just have the most amazing experience. This is not just coming to music. This is not just a gig and a band put in front of you. This is going to be an experience. You're gonna, you're just gonna sit here. I mean, come early, come around seven, get yourself settled in. There'll be food served separately from where, obviously, because we have to with the other regulations. So come early. You know, there's going to be wood-fired pizza. We've got barbecues. <gasps> we've got, I know, barbecue. Barbecue, mm. wood-fired pizza. And we have, you know, then these are all local producers who have just, mm. you know, come up and started doing all this stuff and, you know, reinventing themselves the past 18 months. It's just amazing. So, you know, we're saying to people, come early. You know, bring your warm blankets. Bring your, you know, your waterproof blanket if you want to sit out in the grass. Bring your own picnic if you want to. If you don't, like, if you're like me and sort of loads of food intolerances, bring your own stuff, which we don't mind. We'll have a bar here as well everything is going to be served separate from the actual main gig so come early get yourself settled in get your food band is going to come on at eight o'clock and honest to god i've seen mary so many times and i've seen robert about four or five times now and stunning is the only word for it it's an experience you couldn't even put him in a genre he's just everything about his music is like you're just sitting there and it just it's like somebody's just rubbed your skin with velvet. It, it oh, is what more could you ask for? Rubbing exactly. your skin with velvet I mean, at Corner you, I mean, Cody yeah, House. And wood-fried pizza. Who doesn't have <laughs> wood-fried pizza? I mean, seriously, what's wrong with you? So it's said to be, be a fantastic weekend. Again, yeah. it's the 14th and 15th yes. of August. Yes, yes. Meanwhile, I'm going over to your social media person, Erin Dennehy, welcome. Hi, thank you, thanks for having us. So tell us about tickets. So tickets are for sale. Primarily, we're taking payment through Revolut app. We understand that not everyone is tech savvy and can't get the app, so we are accepting cash as well. Um, you can get in contact with myself or Mia Kearney on Facebook for the tickets, or we do have a Music on the Mountain Facebook page and Music on the Mountain Kill Cash on Instagram. So pop in there and have a look at our posts and see what we're getting up to and contact us for the tickets. We'll be more than happy to help you out and accommodate anyone. So it's Music on the Mountain at Clonacody Cody House, right? It is music and the mountain in conjunction with Clonacody House <laughs> presents yes Robert Power and Mary Coughlin that weekend and oh which oh, I haven't oh I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you oh you're the first one to know this okay <gasps> exclusive 19th of August we have hopefully fingers crossed and bells and whistles Eve O'Mahony she is just like seriously amazing actress she did the fantastic Life and Times of Bridget Cleary and she has her new play and she's actually going to perform live for us on the 19th of August. And again, it's going to be a here? TV here at Clonacody. Yeah, yeah, it's all happening here. Helen, Helen Brennan, the owner of Clonacody <laughs> House. Helen, welcome to the podcast. Wow, it's all happening here, isn't it's, it? It it certainly is, Mark. <laughs> um, yeah, I know it's, it's something that myself and Michael have always wanted. Um, and, you know, it is, as Mia said, 
it's been a friendship that's grown over between ourselves and Mia over the last couple of years through her art um, through her coming to one of the gigs that myself and Michael threw here uh, with Derek Ryan who's a, another local artist bass baritone right. singer yeah. he's just incredible and he put together fantastic concerts for us in the past um, over three years fundraising for cystic fibrosis and motor neuron disease and we've just wanted this to grow and so we're delighted that that Mia and Erin are coming on board to present their show which is as you said on the 14th and 15th of August uh, Robert Power to be honest I'd never heard of him but oh my god they told me to go on to Spotify and I think it's face in the mirror or mirror mm. of the face That's exactly yeah. and I just went holy cow and he's local that's what I really love. Yeah. He's from Tipperary. He's from Cary Canshaw. He's not from Dublin. He's not from Cork. He's not from Galway. He's from our One the local wonderful lads. county. Mm. He's a local guy. And that's another thing as well. You know, our ethos is that we want to be uh, promoting local talent and we want to be diverse. And um, there's an audience out there for any artist, as far as I can see. And we want to be part of that journey, you know, because one day Robert Power is probably going to be bells and whistles, uh -huh, you know. Uh -huh. So it's nice for two reasons. One, that, you know, he might always come back. I think as well, Mina, you and I and Michael and um, have sort of made a commitment that no matter who performs here, that they are looked after, their band is looked after, yeah. um, that anybody who's involved in helping us pull this together, they're all looked after. And the reason and the audience then that pay put their money put the hand in the pocket to take the money out or as Aaron said use the revolute I'm probably the only one in, in South <laughs> Tipperary that isn't logged into that bloody app it hey drove, me there's two of us telling me and you it just drove me <laughs> back I mean I tried for three months if not six and I've given up but I'll give my, you a loan of Aaron <laughs> oh no don't I don't want to oh, give me a loan of Aaron no, yeah but not the card not the bloody card I don't want the card but Michael has the card and he's always raving about it and it is transparent as well you know that every, and what the lovely thing about uh, Revolut is that there are no fees for yeah. for us and there are no fees for the punter and then if something let's say unforeseen happened like a major storm or whatever everybody gets refunded it's literally yeah. a click yeah. of the button it's no charge it's no cost to yeah. us and of know. course with the pandemic we've been starved of live music yeah. oh, so it's yeah. great to have this event happening on the absolutely. 14th and 15th at Clonacody yeah, House yeah, as absolutely. well uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm kind of getting wind of more stuff happening here oh, down the line at yeah. Clonacody <laughs> Helen always that's we're you always must, looking for the next the next show you know and we we ourselves have um uh, Rebel Hearts coming on the 21st of um, August, which is a Saturday evening. And uh, we're really, really looking forward to, to seeing them. I've been at one of their gigs. It's mad, it's brilliant and it's lovely. Um, I'm sure that there are some members of my family that are probably turning their grave. But, you know, that's part of our history, you know, like it or lump it. And it's all in good humour, you know, and, and we've all moved on, but still... Um, even though I'm not completely Irish, I do feel Irish and um, and I love history and I love to know both sides. You have a lovely place here as yeah, well. It's yeah. amazing. It really is. Yeah, Mia, Helen and Erin, thank you so much again. So Saturday and Sunday, 14th and 15th of August, Clonacody House is the place to be for music on, on the, the mountain. mountain. <laughs> At Clonacody House. <laughs> Hypnotherapy sessions are now available at Nador Wellness Centre at the Butter Market in Market Street with Marion Kelly. This is used to treat many issues including anxiety, phobia, weight control, 
stopping smoking and lots more. Get more information by calling this number 086 839 3473. That's 086 839 3473. And just ask for Marion. Staying with wellness, Yoga Walks Island, who regularly do their walks in Clonmel, have one coming up in Ahalo on Sunday, the 15th of August. It's €20, Euro, and you can book it now by calling Caroline on this number, 087-122-0116. Also, our first prize this week in our birthday month in August giveaway is a free yoga walk for you and a friend to this walk on the 15th of August at Ahalo. Check out the Clonmel Podcast Facebook page from Sunday for your chance to win. Freeman Motors on the Waterford Road are taking a well-earned week off. They'll be closed from Sunday the 1st of August to the 9th of August and back open on Tuesday the 10th of August at 10am. Worldwide Cycles in Anglesey Street are also taking some annual leave. They'll be closing tomorrow, Saturday, the 31st of July at 2pm and reopening on Tuesday, the 10th of August. Now, the Clonmel Community Soup Kitchen and Free Food Bank at the railway station need your help in acquiring a replacement van to help them continue their great work they do here in Clonmel and also surrounding areas. The current van is starting to, let's just say, cost a charity organisation some money, which isn't good. If you can help in any way with a donation of a second-hand van, maybe you're a business, a garage, etc., that can help, please contact Ina Doyle on this number, 087-320-1256. That's 087-320-156. Beaches Restaurant at the Clonmel Garden Centre will reopen on Wednesday, the 11th of August, and will be open from Wednesday to Sunday. Great to see Shake Dog at the Showground Shopping Centre open again. Their opening hours are Monday to Wednesday from 12pm to 7pm and Thursday to Sunday from 12pm to 9pm. Costa and BB's are also open for indoor dining at the Showground Shopping Centre. The M&S Coffee Shop are open for takeaway only at the moment and the Pamela Scott sale is also currently on. There's no Hillview Flamingo Bingo this coming Monday, but it will be back next week. The Hillview Clonmel Lotter, however, is on this Saturday tomorrow with a jackpot of, ooh, look at this, €2,000. That takes place at 8pm. More on the Hillview Sports Club Facebook page, and you can hear more about Hillview through the years with Seamus O'Doherty in a few moments' time. In other news, the two-day walk-in vaccine clinic for people aged 16 years and over continues tomorrow at the Clomel Park Hotel. Tomorrow, Saturday, is the final day, and it's open from 8am to 1pm, with no appointment necessary. However, you will need your PPSN number, photo ID, air code and email, plus mobile phone number. A section of the Blue Way is set to be widened to 3 metres, this includes a one-kilometre stretch between Carrick and Kilsheelan and a one-kilometre stretch between Kilsheelan and Clonmel. It can get pretty busy down there, so that's good to hear. It looks like all systems go to get the new Clonmel Crisis house up and running at Glenville House. The tender was signed a few weeks ago for the project worth an estimated 3.75 million euros. That's some very good news. Hotel Manila are set to stage 14 concerts in August, the first this bank holiday weekend. Robert Mazzell is performing, oh, I'd say around now. 
Mike Denver takes to the stage tomorrow, Saturday, with Jimmy Buckley and Claudia on Sunday. This will include a delicious barbecue meal, and other guests set to perform this August include Louise Morrissey, Sharon Shannon, Paddy Casey, Neil Delamere, and Super Soul Machine. For the full lineup and prices, check out Hotel Manila and Leisure Centre Facebook page. Tipperary Clonmel Community Pride takes place on the 28th and 29th of August, and how would you like to get involved? All you have to do is decorate your shop, home, business or organisation in Pride colours to show your support. Get more details on the Tipperary Clonmel Community Pride Facebook page and a full list of events is coming very soon. Galileo Restaurant in town have opened up for indoor dining. Their opening hours are Wednesday to Sunday from 12pm to 10pm and you can still avail of their takeaway service too and order online through their website. Now, here's something to be aware of, flying ant day. This is a period around late July, early August, when the insects begin to emerge from their nest to mate. I remember I was out in the garden last year trying to get a bit of a tan, and all of a sudden there was a swarm of these flying ants around the garden heading straight for me. So I ran inside, closed all the windows, and looked out the window at them. Scary things. Rentacule is advising us the steps to take to keep the ants away, such as clearing any spills or food crumbs immediately, storing food in airtight containers, keeping compost and rubbish bins tightly closed, sealing cracks and crevices at doors and windows, but most of all, they're advising us to keep our windows and doors shut where possible. So watch out for that. That's Flying Ant Day coming soon. <laughs> It's like a horror movie, isn't it? Flying Ant Day came to Clonmel. Right, jobs this week. What have we got? Iceland at the Showground Shopping Centre are looking for staff. ie.indeed.com slash jobs. Have all the details for you there. Debunked are looking for a range of staff. More on their social media pages there. A second, third year apprentice motor technician is required at Barlow Motors in town. ie.indeed.com slash jobs has all the details. DV8 Clothing Store in Clonmel are looking for a store supervisor. Once again, ie.indeed.com slash jobs. Fennessy's Hotel in town are looking for bartenders, full and part-time. Drop your CV into the hotel if you're interested there. Lidl on the Davis Road are looking for a customer assistant. Jobalert.ie has the details. The Equine Warehouse are looking for a full-time sales assistant. More on their Facebook page. And finally, McCormick's Pharmacy in Mary Street are looking to hire a full-time staff member. More on their Facebook page or you can email hrpharmacy1 at gmail.com. If you'd like to advertise a job on the Clomel podcast, just email theclomelpodcast at gmail.com and it's free of charge. And now it's time for this week's interview. One sunny Tuesday a few weeks ago, I made my way to Hillview Sports Club and spoke to club president Seamus O'Doherty. The Clomel Podcast. I've come to the fabulous Hillview Sports Club here on a gorgeous Tuesday evening and I'm joined by club president Seamus O'Doherty. Welcome to the podcast, sir. Thank you, Mark, and very welcome yourself to Hillview. I haven't been here in years, and I have to say, it is a lovely place. It re- it's, it's a place to come, it's tranquil. I know people are playing tennis and pitch and putt right now. It's a nice atmosphere here too, isn't it? Oh, there is, and you have it now on a fine sunny evening. It's mm. absolutely, it's what you need for your mind after a day at work. You come up and relax, 
you're with people that you know, you can play your game an hour and a half and go home and have a, you've had a nice social evening. Tell us about the history of Hillview Sports Club. How far back can you go? Do you remember? Well, on the North Sporting side, the first president was in 1944. And I believe the club started as Hillview in 1939. Prior to that, it was the country club. But I became aware of Hillview in 1958. Now, I'm from Care originally. Right. And 1958, like Michael Kiley, I sat at office of Telegram by in Care Post Office. And when I started working and bringing in the few bob, my mum and dad, ah, God be good to uh, slackened the reins and left me loose. So in my looseness, I joined the Major Tier Club in Care Castle in the Banqueting Hall and the Red Cross Unit in Care. And in the Major Tier Club, there were two table tennis tables, so we played table tennis. And that was open seven days and seven nights a week. And I got onto a table tennis team and got on playing in the leagues. And then I discovered Hillview. And at that time, table tennis was very, very strong, especially in South Tip. In Clamell alone, there were three clubs, St. Mary's in Irishtown, the Boys Club and Hillview. Really? And Hillview was the daddy of it all. Because in Hillview, you had the late, great Kevin Pike. He could bait the stuff and out the whole lot of us put together. He was absolutely brilliant. He played in the provincial for Munster. And there was a, an interprovincial played out in Care Castle, Leinster and Munster, and Kevin Pike was on the team. And I, it was like he was one of our own playing on the team. And as, as, as life turns out, years later I was playing badminton, and my doubles partner was Kevin Pike. So he's a bit of an all-rounder too, was he? Oh, he was, he was. And a very, very good soccer player in his younger days. Very good player now. Tell us more about Kevin Pike. What do you know about him? I don't know an awful lot now. I lived in Ronilsi. I just know Kevin from, from the table tennis and the badminton in particular. Now, in table tennis, he was absolutely brilliant. And he was brilliant in badminton. He had just had one little fault. His smash wasn't that very powerful. But around the net with his wrist shots and all, you just couldn't beat him. And I remember one night we were playing in the old Collins Hall upstairs. And he went for this smash. And he missed it. And he threw himself up against the wall and he said, tears in his eyes, oh, young Doc, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, was, he was lovely, that Kevin was lovely. And he would help you in table tennis and all. He'd help you and try and guide you and play better and all this, you know. But that was Kevin now. Um, then in 58, I was a telegram boy then for two and a half years. And in 1960, January 1960, I went to Mullingar to be trained as a post office clerk. And I was given a temporary appointment to Clanmel, and I came here in July 1961. And of course, here I was in Clanmel, the home of table tennis, Kevin Pike and the whole lot. And seeing it was July and it was the middle of the year, I used to come up with one of my, my colleagues at work, Sil Gannon. He was from Kildare. He was in the digs with myself. And we used to pay a green fee and play pitch and pot. Where were your digs, Seamus? Just I was in digs in 86, Arna Grena. No way. With Jim and Betty Casey, and a great couple. Betty was from Wexford. And Jim actually was a member of the corporation at, at one time. He was also a blacksmith by trade. And he had gone as a farrier in World War I to France. And he had told me the story. Now, Jim could tell stories as well, by the way. Also, Jim Casey, when, when Jim Larkin came to Clamel first, Jim Casey met him at the railway station and carried him on his shoulders down to Herons Hotel. 
Oh, why? Tumor's a big man. Mm. At this stage now, he's up in his late 70s. Mm. And even at that stage, he was a towering big man, so he was. Right. But um, I used to have a great chat. Anyway, we were playing pitch and pot on green fees. And of course, then for the following year, we started off early in the year. And this man came out one day. Now, at this stage, Hilvey had a small wooden pavilion. There was just room for one table and his table in it. And this man approached myself in Seal. And he said, lads, you're playing a lot. He said, would you like to join? So I said, OK, we would. How much would it be? It was three pounds to join for the year. What year was this? 1961, 62. So we joined. Now, our wages were about, I'd say, around four pounds, five shillings a week at sea. And the digs was, was two pounds, five or something like that. So anyway, we did it. We paid it. Never regretted it, I must say, afterwards. But I discovered then, you see, I thought for the winter of 62, I'd go up down and play table tennis during the winter. Table tennis had collapsed. There was no table tennis. Really? None. Something happened in December 1960. Table tennis just seemed to come to a shuddering stop. There was no leagues. There was no teams. But anyhow, I then, I played in Hillview in 1962 and 1963, and with no winter activity. And then I got involved locally with, with St. Mary's Hurling Club and, and commercials. And in 1965, John Cooney, who used to come into the post office, he was John Cooney, Shore Island, he was pestering me to play badminton. And I couldn't understand how you could play badminton, a sport indoors with a bunch of feathers. I just That's couldn't right, get... the shuttlecock. <laughs> the shuttlecock. See, <laughs> I couldn't get that into my head. So eventually I relented. And I went up... It was, badminton was played above in the hall in Morton Street at that stage. So I went up there my first night anyway. And Seal came with me. And who was playing that time was Sean Minogue. He was an inter-county footballer with Tipperary at the time. And Paddy Condon was playing. Now, Paddy Condon was a very good tennis player and a very good badminton player. Anyhow, we got out in the court and Straight away, I was hooked. It became my addiction, I have to admit. I would have played badminton ten nights a week if I could. I really loved the game. And I think it was because you had to be fit, first of all. And secondly... It depended on your own fitness and your own skill. There was no guy behind you who hardly trying to level you or bait your head off and no effort and looking, you see. And um, singles and doubles and mixed. There was a great variety. So anyway, that's where I started off um, in, in that hall. Later on then, we went to the Collins Hall upstairs. And later on again then, we burnt down the Collins Hall, I always say. Now, we didn't really, in case anyone was listening I was about to, to ask me. you that. Yeah, this, that sounds like a serious... <laughs> Thing to say there, Seamus. <laughs> on our last league match, we were playing Drangan. And I was on at 6 a.m. in that morning in the post office. We finished playing at around one or half one and left the Collins Hall upstairs. And I was cycling that time, I hadn't a car at me. And I came round the corner at Lowry's, which was no longer there. Where's Lowry's, sorry? Lowry's is at the corner there, across from. across from. Vodafone, you know the corner there, Lowry's Corner. It used to be the, the TSB was there at one stage. That's right, yeah. But anyhow, came around the corner and here I saw it. The Collins Hall in flames. Gone up in flames. I believe afterwards I was told it was an um, electrical fault. So that finished us in the Collins Hall. And then I went playing in the Premier Badminton Club. The likes of Tom Pollard, though, no, all good players. Tom Pollard, the auctioneer? Exactly, yeah. yeah, yeah. Played football with Tom as well, like you know. And it was actually Tom Pollard who brought in the first county singles championships. 
Wow. Yeah, it was. And it was John Ryan, the late John Ryan, who died recently, mm. who donated the cup for no. the men's senior singles. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah, it was. But um, anyway, I kind of got good in the badminton then, and I, I started a third division team. And myself and Kevin Pike were first men's doubles on the team. Seamus mm-hmm. Drone was on it, Una Drone and those. Mm. But um, then that was that was 66. And from there on then, I just kind of, I, I was club captain for a while and I was club secretary. And then I became county secretary and I was county secretary of the band for 11 years. Then I became president and I was Valden Munster and this. And in 74, Hilvia opened the badminton court it was the first purpose built badminton court I say in the county so we all joined and we started off badminton and badminton took off here absolutely fabulously and I was a, I had a qualified coach at that stage so every Monday and Thursday night I started training everyone I didn't care whether you were good bad or different we used to have 40, 50, 60 and we used to have a great night absolutely fabulous and all that and we got on like you know and our team then we got a good A team a good B team and we had a lot of social players we had a few social teams actually and they might go out and play in other clubs a social night some of us would go with them and all and there was a whole atmosphere and Tuesday night that time was specially for the ladies only playing badminton Um, from there then uh, in 1979 then the post office went on strike for 19 weeks. What was the cause of that, Seamus? Looking for an increase in pay. Okay. We kind of had been left behind in, in the scheme of things, like uh, being part of the civil service and all this pro rata. And, you know, and of course, back in that decade, there was quite a lot of strikes. Oh, there was. The 70s, awful. wasn't there? There was, yeah. But we were 19 weeks out, so I had no money, so I, I had to decide, well, there's no abandon. I had to just back off everything. Now, members here in the club were very, very good to me and all that. And... Um, 1978, I had become president. I was president in 78 and 79. Was that the first time you became president in 78? That was the first time, it was. That was the first time. Um, and I've done a few stints in, like, you know. Um, How's the club changed over the years, do you find? Like, here we are in 2021. Yeah. And you're reminiscing there about the early days. How do you, how do you find this changed? Well, you see, sadly, a lot of my peers and colleagues are mm. no longer here. Mm. I mean, <clears throat> a lot of them have departed. You see, a lot of people well. come and go, unfortunately. <clears throat> yeah, yes, yes. And um, the people that I have worked with, say, for me in the bingo and the badminton and doing the Sean Kelly now, they are all that era. Yeah. Like when we had the Sean Kelly here, I had 30 people who would mm. work here on a Saturday and a Sunday. Most of those people are the people who will sell the bingo tickets, Mm-mm. do steward at the bingo, sell the lottery tickets, and do the lottery as well. Um, and like they might say it's because the younger crowd don't this no it's not really it's, it's, it's my it's, it's my it's us because we're of that age and we're doing this and we're not really getting the young, youngsters in like I don't know how we're going to do it but we, we have to try and do that get them in because without our sources of income such as the bingo and lotto we are going to be in trouble right when did the bingo start and the lotto the bingo started in 1963, and it was Paddy Power, the late great Paddy Power. As in the traffic warden Paddy Power? As the traffic warden Paddy Power. I'll tell you later, but I'll never forgive him. But Paddy Power <laughs> started the bingo in 63. It started on the Regal Theatre, yeah. and it was done by Andy Dyle from Taman in Wexford. Andy used to drive up from Taman every Monday night, winter and summer, with the bingo books 
call the numbers, get into his car and drive home again. And in 2004, Katrina O'Brien was the president now. She was, she was a great bit of stuff altogether, Katrina. She, she'd throw herself out. I remember one day she was in the kitchen and she was dumping stuff, you know. And there was someone's coat there. And Katrina had it in her hand. He goes, stop it, stop it, that's my coat. <laughs> but she, she was great. Anyway, Paddy came into a meeting and giving his report on the bingo, Paddy said, the bingo's finished, he said, Andy is packing up. Andy was after having a bit of a uh, medical problem and he was 77 at the time and his wife Eileen didn't want him driving up from Taman. So Paddy said, I'm packing up, he said, Davy Smith is packing up, not him are dead since, Matt Bitt's packing up, Jimmy Cooney's packing up, he said, the bingo was finished. So Katrina said, well, Paddy, the bingo built this club, we can't let it go like that, what are we to do? My Paddy said, we need someone to call the numbers. Because he said, the girl who's calling him doesn't want to call him anymore. She's sick and tired of it. Right, says Katrina. Who will call the numbers? And he looked straight across at me and he pointed and he said, him. <laughs> he is the only one who will get away with calling the numbers. And I looked at Paddy and I said, Paddy, I have spent 30 years here in this club avoiding bingo. I said, I'm not going to do it. Well, he said, it's like this. If you don't do it, the bingo is finished. So anyway, developed over and back. And so I, I relented. I said, OK, I'll do it. And you know what he said to me? This meeting was on a Thursday night. He says, will you start next Monday night? <laughs> <laughs> now, we must explain the bingo is still ongoing now, is oh, it? And it is. the lotto. And the lotto. And how can people get hold of tickets for both? Well, the lotto tickets, now, we have about, we have 25 sellers. And the lotto tickets are hard to, to really get at because we haven't got them in shops around town. We tried it mm. and it didn't work. You must have someone in the shop who is actually going to promote it for you. You have to buy them in the club. Um, the bingo at the moment, with COVID and all, is gone online. And we're struggling a bit there now. We would like a bit more support. The feedback is tremendous. I can't believe the feedback is so good. And what I like is that some of, a lot actually of our, our bingo players on Monday and Friday night have gone online and have developed the skills. And what is great is a lot of them, their daughter, their granddaughter, grandson, have shown the technology and how to do how it. How to use it, yeah. And they're having a family night on the Monday That's night. That's lovely. Oh, I think it's brilliant. Like, And I hope that that does continue. Because bingo, I know, <laughs> it's all about they want to make money, but they're very sociable people. I have to say, they are very sociable. I have found them all, 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 all the, the, the what, 17 years I'm doing it, that they're nice people, they're kind people, you know. So hopefully, look, you give us a great plug every Friday night. Yeah, so by all I'm means. I know Breed sends us in the, the, the lotto, uh, the details on the lottery and also the bingo. Let's know if the bingo has been won. Yes. And that was here recently. Somebody won the 1,000 euro snowball. Did, yes. Um, but it's, it's, I think it's a great idea having the bingo and the lotto. But looking around now, it's, it's busy here at Hillview. There's people out there. They're banging the tennis balls around. The pitch and putt is behind us here. We're, we're beside the big hedge looking into the pitch and putt course as well. Tell us about the pitch and putt course. The pitch and putt started in the club in 1955. Mm. And Ernie Hogan, now Ernie was um, president at one stage of the club and he was a non-relife vice president. Ernie Hogan was the man who started the pitch and putt union of Ireland, which is now known as pitch and putt Ireland. Because there were different clubs around the, the county and the country and there was no organisation. And he, he travelled around and in 19, what, it's 51 years ago, he organised a meeting in Hillview and from that was formed the Pitch and Putt Union of Ireland. 
and took off from there. And as you can see now, there's quite a lot of people playing out there. There is. Has the course evolved over the years as well? Oh, it has. We've extended the course. We have now 23 greens. And we there was a place called the Bog at the bottom of the course. And in 1978, we developed that. And it was Niall O'Neill was, was the chief architect on that. And we put in the extra um, holes and all that. But we discovered, you see, that being a bog, it was soft. And we hand dug all the drains down there because it was too soft for machinery to go in there. And like, again, that was another great club spirit. Mm. Like the lads turned up and all. And, uh, and, like, and the girls, we, we started um, decorating the lounge at the time and they were decorating the lounge and all. And everyone had a cup of tea then afterwards. Mm, mm. And a chat and, you know, a bit of banter and what have you not. But that, that atmosphere was, was, was great in Hillview. You could come up here in the night, you'd always meet someone. There was a crowd, six of them used to play cards. It was called Knock. <laughs> well, you'd think they were the worst enemies in the world. They would ace one another. <laughs> and like, we used to be laughing at them because we were years younger than them. And now we, we have found ourselves in the last few years, we play cards on the Saturday night after the lotto. We used to play cards on Sunday night. And on Tuesday night, we used to play killer lies and knock. Mm. And killer was killer. And you would get eight. And you would get <laughs> killed nearly. But we all missed that so much. Yeah. We would have special lies at Easter and special lies at Christmas. And I used to keep the book, you see. If you won on the night, then your name went into the book. No one cared how much money they were in for. All they want to know is, am I in the book yet? <laughs> and I remember one of the lads, we went 14 weeks and he hadn't got into the book. He was nearly crying, so he was. <laughs> and he was one of the good characters, you know. But just the way things turned out. And the first night he got into the book, big cheer. <laughs> but that was our social life. How many members are here at the moment? How many do you have? We have uh, just over the 400 members. Okay, and you're looking for more? Oh, of course we are, yeah. Oh, yes, yes. I know you mentioned it was three quid back in, when was that? Ni 1962. <laughs> okay, what are we looking at now in 2021 for a single membership? A single membership is 230 euro. And that entitles you to tennis, the pitch and park, oh, badminton, and table tennis, tennis if you yeah, want as yeah. well. And at one stage we had Skittles as well. Really? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we had. We had great relations with the, with the Skittles club. And presently we have great relationship with Bridgewater House and with that lofty daycare centre and the Time Island District Wheelchair Society. Actually they are holding their Christmas dinner here for about 35, 36 years. Unbroken, until wow. last year. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Great people out there. Can someone just come out here for a day and play? They can. And do you know how much it'll cost them? A fiver. Five euros? Yeah. So if you fancy, obviously if the courts are free, yeah. or you pitch and putt, yes. you can come out and play. You can. Five euros. Yeah. Just turn up with your money, yeah. and off you go once there's go. space to play. Once there's space to play. That's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. That really is good. Like, there's someone on duty in the kiosk. Yeah. What, yeah, again, what's, what's the opening times as well? Sorry, uh, Well, the opening times would, would be sort of 10 a.m. But mm. like a lot of our members... Especially in Pitch and Putt now. I know some of the guys, they'll come here at 8 o'clock in the summer's morning. Play away, play the 18 holes. They might come back again at 3 o'clock in the evening, this sort of thing. Like, we're open at daylight, really. 
and we're closed well not with you've got uh, floodlights here I've floodlights. noticed we can stay here all night with the floodlights <laughs> <laughs> actually one of my ambitions was always it's not going to happen now was to cover the tennis courts yeah. and floodlight the pitch and putt course yeah oh wow yeah, yeah. Uh, that's one thing I would love to see done so we need they can't never, turn around though there's <laughs> no, lights no, there's no, no. <laughs> to face the pitch and putt course <laughs> like we'd never go home if we had that kind of facility <laughs> Um, so yeah, you're looking for members. How do people get in contact if they do want to become a membership at Hillfield? Just turn up? Just turn up. Come okay. up to the kiosk. There's someone on duty there every day from 11 o'clock on. And we have a, our, our excellent groundsman, Richie Blanche, is always here as well. Richie Blanche is yeah. the groundsman? Except he doesn't be here on Wednesday or Sunday. Mm. He's our groundsman as well. Like, you know? so, and we, we, we're always open and you'll be more than welcome. Seamus, also... If you're thinking about joining and you may not have played tennis for a long, long time, do you give coaching lessons here? Oh, well, we have two coaches here now, Willem and, and Julianne, and uh, we do, and it can be arranged. And what we also would do is, we'd like, we'd have a bit of a knock-up with you and size you up and see how you are, and then we'd get people who would be of your standard to play with you until you kind of settled in and all that. Like, there's no way that we're going to plant someone out against really really good players you know you get a feel for them first see, you get a feel from first, see if yeah. they're any good or what, what standard they are what standard they are yeah. and, and, yeah. and we, we, we'd suit you in then with people of, of a similar standard you know but Willem now and Julianne and they coach an awful lot of youngsters what I did like after the, the Covid now up to the schools closed there in, in, in June and July we had about 200 school kids here over the week boys and girls and you know it was great they were messing and they were playing and they were talking and you know that caffeine yeah. to go on with and you kind of felt a bit of normality yeah, you know. and the same with pitch and putt they're starting on pitch and putt they haven't started yet on pitch and putt they um, will be taken on for the youngsters normally we would do it on a Saturday morning mm. from around 10 o'clock to 1 but that'll be advertised when, when they do start it and what happens regarding winter in winter here now people will still play tennis the whole winter through and they will tell you very, very rarely will they lose a night's tennis because of the weather. Um, it might be cold, they'll wear their track suit top and bottoms and wear a hat and play away. How long do you get as well on the courts? An hour and a half. Hour and a half? You, you pre-book. Okay. Yeah, and you have to, you, you pay by tokens, you buy the tokens, 150. What usually happens is the four players share the cost mm. or someone puts in the token this night and someone else in the group puts in the, the next night they're playing. And you will notice now, in lots of cases, it'll be the four same people who will be playing. And if someone is short, they go to another group to get someone to fill in. Um, and on Tuesday mornings and Thursday mornings, here from nine o'clock to half ten, the, the ladies play. And they are a very sociable group. And I've noticed with them now, they are hauling in other members as well. And it's become a real sort of um, a nice occasion. They sit down afterwards now. A with social the occasion. A social occasion. Mm -hmm. And they'll sit down afterwards with the relaxation of regulation and all that. They'll have their cup of tea and cup of coffee and chat away. Well, do you know what? It's been an absolute pleasure coming here. Uh, Seamus O'Doherty, president of Hillview Sports Club. Thank you so much. Right, let's have a quick game, shall we? Okay, <laughs> Where's the rackets? Hello. <laughs> <laughs> And we'll have it around the pitcher pot afterwards. Be all right, Perfect. Thank you very much. I look, I'm delighted to have met you now. Thank you, Seamus. It's been a pleasure. Thank, Thank you. you. The Club Mail Podcast. 
Oh, I really enjoyed that. Thank you, Seamus. What a lovely man he is. So there we have it. That is it for this week's Clonmel podcast. Thank you, as always, so much for listening. It really does mean a lot. If you'd like to get in contact, maybe say hello to somebody, maybe they're living away, or to warn me of flying ants, you can email Podcast at gmail.com. You'll also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Have a lovely bank holiday weekend. Stay safe and look after one another. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the Clonmel Podcast with Mark Whelan. Produced by West 10 Audio Productions. Your town, your podcast.